welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisas. Raising Zozo. And Nystagmus. And we have a few huge announcements for you, but we're going to have to wait for the biggest one until the very end uh, so that you have a reason to listen to the whole episode. Or if you're really smart, you'd skip right to the very end. But you shouldn't do that because you should listen to the whole episode. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not turn to another channel. (laughs) I'm being told do not turn to another channel. (laughs) But... Uh, let's talk about first, let's talk about uh, a few little announcements. Uh, we've done the Civ Give Draft. There's a video on that on YouTube right now. And there's also a reaction video that Van Bradley did. I recommend you check out both of those videos. We're going to be doing an analysis on the draft in the second half of this show. Then we also release a new series on our YouTube called Civ 6 from Different Perspectives. It's the three of us, Zoe, Nystagmus, and myself playing the exact same map with the exact same settings and the exact same civilization on Deity, unless you're Nystagmus. And... How do how do we play? How how do the three of us react given the exact same scenario? Does one flee? Does one fight? How would you react? Tell us what you think in the comment section on YouTube. Whew. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was a good good slew of announcements. Yeah, I think we're done. All right. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> see you on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Those are the little ones, guys. Believe it or not. Those are the little ones. Uh, but let's talk about Sunday. Um why don't someone else take us through? Because I just talked for a Sunday, whole while. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, all I remember about Sunday is when Moy got all grumpy. What? Uh, because because uh, me and Van Bradley were having fun with each other. You mean when Van uh, no, Bradley uh, started screaming at you? <laughs> he didn't scream at me. There was a lot I, of grumpiness to go around, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't grumpy. I was joking around. So, yeah, Sunday's game was, uh, we still got to work out these games. I think it would have been better if we had declared ahead of time two games, do it in two rounds, because culture is very long-winded. But it was a culture fight to the death, Mm -hmm. or to the most highest culture at the end of the night. Uh, Um, Culture, it was a culture nation, culture domination, so culture nation. Culture nation. <laughs> if only Eleanor was in that game, that would have been, uh, I think, very intimidating. <laughs> Might be in the save give. More on that later. Might be. Might be. We did a vector draft where each of us got to choose our favorite sieve for culture, and then we did a random shuffle to say who who was who. I chose Gull. Moy drew Gull. Uh, I believe Moy chose. Bull Moose and Nystagmus got Bull Moose? No, no. Van, Bradley Van Bradley got Bull Moose. Van Bradley got Bull yeah. Moose. Uh, Nystagmus chose... Cyrus. Cyrus and got Cyrus, yep. right? Uh, and then uh, Van Bradley chose... Pericles. Um, Pericles, and I got Pericles. That was the first time you played Pericles in a long time, right? I think that's what you said. Ever on the Civ show. Yeah. Ever on the Civ show. How did that I feel? Because you had some Greece. words with for Pericles, right? Um, I liked it. I, like, I was Owls of Minerva with Pericles. So, you know, I had most of the city-states on my side. Uh, the problem, though, that I found near the end, and this was, like, where I had my, oh, I think I have a nuke here, because I thought it was going to really change the game, 
was when uh, I got flight. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that like my tourism did jump up and I was in second place. But all my trade wasn't with you guys. My trade was with city states. And I don't think tourism gives a crap about city states. No. So that that ultimately was a want want moment for me where I realized that it wasn't flight wasn't going to be so spectacular. Maybe if I had had more trade routes with you guys, it would have been a different story. Um, But yeah, flight wasn't the silver bullet for me. And Moy ended up taking it there's a lot of fighting in that game there was a lot of fighting uh, in that of, game that's what van bradley was saying the whole time he's like you guys wanted to play a culture game what's going on now, now and and here's like my my um my response to that when people said that right which is if if you're gonna just say like okay only culture victory well then like that clearly heavily favors someone if you just play sim city mode right like some civs have clear advantages and like even though we can't win by domination, we can at least use domination to like stop you from winning, which mm-hmm. is what Moy did, right? Moy used that to stop Ben Bradley from winning, which is perfectly legitimate. Um, and so people are like, "Oh, there's a lot of fighting." I'm like, "Yeah, well, either someone already started a snowball halfway down the hill than I did, and I just watched the snowball continue to get bigger until it's a boulder, or I shoot the snowball, right?" Like. You, you do one of the two things and once someone already gets far enough ahead, like if, if you didn't stop Van Bradley, he was going to just run away with it. Right. Yeah. Like there was no way we could catch up. Right. Um, yeah. And culture victory is one of those things where it will continue to snowball. Right. When someone is completely dominating the game, it will continue to get the gap just gets wider. It doesn't, there's no way to just catch up without an external force. Moy bring down the hammer and stopping the the gap from getting wider right so um i know people say like a lot of fighting but like that was inevitable if you limit a lot of other options like i can't just tech my way out right i can't Mm -hmm. get to a science victory first or i can't get to a religious victory first so the only other option is to fight to stop someone from getting better that's no that's exactly right how do you stop somebody from winning a culture victory you kill them (laughs) It's the have only to kill way you can't out culture somebody who's already pushed the ball down the hill you know what i mean like because culture is that exactly that game it's like you just slowly build up your snowball and you let it go you let it go and you let it go once it's so far ahead like once somebody has 200 tourism you know how hard it is to build up 200 tourism per turn like that's that's a long time and a long process but you know it's a quick process Clicking right I know, but city. the reason why it gets harder and harder is that the more tourism someone develops, the more they draw from you. Yes. Right. So it's like they're they're almost like Death Eaters. They just like keep drawing more power from you, and it's hard for you to make your own power if someone keeps stealing it from you. Right. Like. And, and with that game, uh, I like due to generous donations, the outcome of that game was completely changed uh, <laughs> because in one of uh, Moy's characteristic. Uh, when he go to the bathroom, I'm going to tell everybody about the treachery that's about to happen. Moves. He did it. He attacked Van Bradley and Van Bradley was totally unprepared for war with Moy. And he, he begged Moy to declare peace. And then an auction kind of happened where Van Bradley made, I think, a $20 donation yes. to the Civ Give. And this will probably be a Sunday feature moving forward. Uh, that And, like, I might, like, next time just be really aggressive. To, if we have a guest, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to war with a guest. And I'm going to see if we can milk this guest for a Civ Give wow, donation. Wow, you're awful. But anyways, that, that, hey, it's for a good cause. Oh, 
man. I'm awful. Yeah. I'm awful. Like you literally, hey, hey. you literally, you literally spoke about because you were like supposed to be friends at Allies. You said the treaty, our friendship just came to an end. I'm gonna go to war with him. Watch right. this, everybody. Different intent. Different intent. Here's my intent. I want him to not win the game. Here's your intent. Come on yeah. the Civ show. You have to pay twenty dollars to be featured on the Civ show. What the heck? No, is that I'm logic? saying I'm saying that it's it's a legit strategy. Oh, it okay. worked. It worked, right? Yeah, it, it worked. He, you that. you backed off, and it changed the out course of the game. So it's fine. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious that 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 it worked. Uh, I would have liked if we had like if it, the stakes got raised or, uh, you know, for the war to escalate in our culture game. Uh, and it, the funny thing is, Van Bradley didn't even end up winning. No, he was third, I think, for culture. It, it he was really, third place for culture. His his city that had. Machu Picchu got raised by the city state that I was allied. That was with. funny. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. And so he's like, I basically paid twenty dollars for the city not to get raised, and I got raised. <laughs> it was for the kids, though. It was great. It was for the kids. It was, it was kids. violence for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, like the other, the other edge. You, Moy, and Ren Bradley had, especially over Nystagmus and myself, is that we still don't get culture victory like it is i think the most complicated of the victory conditions yeah. you understand it a little bit better little van bradley bit. clearly has mastery mm -hmm. uh of it and uh, and he was telling us like you know he wasn't saying the mistakes we were making but uh it was aliens so so there's a there's a little bit that goes into it and part of it um one is kind of looping back to the whole war thing when you go to war and you're trying to win a culture victory that hurts you grievances hurt you in, in tourism and everything like that and also just um also uh, whatever government you choose also matters so if you have different governments the tourism drops to another country so if i have oligarchy and you have uh, uh, autocracy those are two governments that just don't like they're, they're different and so that happens also if you have uh, oligarchy versus merchant republic or the, whatever the first tier one is for the two economic ones or here here's a better example if you have merchant republic over democracy democracy actually gives you less tourism whereas merchant republic gives you more tourism or rather it doesn't hurt your tourism it's kind of weird and the same with the third one if you have i think it's um democracy i think democracy increases your tourism whereas like fascism would obviously decrease it there's a lot of little things that like kind of go into these tourism bonuses and you can see it when you actually go to the culture windscreen and you highlight over like where your tourists are coming from it tells you the i guess the debuffs that happen like all the choices that you're making and all the debuffs that are happening onto your onto your tourism so next time you're into that screen or next time you try to do a culture victory uh look into that and it's part of the reason why i wanted to do that kind of game just kind of is to kind of like make sure you guys understand really how to get to a culture victory or like how significant it is what you need to do stuff like that so that was part of the reason why i, I kind of wanted to do that kind of game hopefully hopefully it helped you guys and it was it was interesting uh i would like yeah next time if we're gonna do a culture or say maybe diplomatic uh or even scientific we'll we'll plan ahead and say okay we know this will be a two-parter um because like i felt like near the end like oh, we're just getting rolling mm -hmm. like we're just now where culture gets interesting um and that's when we had to wrap up 
Uh, well, actually, I, I forced Moy to play another hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was late. Dude, that was a long but, When I exported that YouTube video and it said it was six hours, I'm like, oh, my God, no one's going to watch this thing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, like, because we, we stopped at, like, midnight, didn't we? We stopped at 12.30 or 12.40 more. How like, is it six hours? It 12, we started at, if we started 12, at 7, Yeah, eight, but then nine, we ended 10, stream. 11, we, like, 12. ended stream at, like, 1 because we talked for, oh, like, 20 we minutes. Talked. We technically ended the we game had at, like, 12.40. And that's when I finally put my foot down. I'm like, okay, listen, it's past 12.30. Like, I got to go to bed. This is this needs you to don't, end. You don't have Van Bradley on the show if you're not ready to talk for half an hour. All right? About I'm not nothing. complaining about that. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Van Bradley's a, a terrific guest. He was a pretty fantastic guest. Um, I'm kind of curious of how, how Persia, like how kind of, how, I don't under, I don't understand personally how Persia is into a culture victory. I know they have their palisades, but apart from that, what makes them good with? They get culture for every trade route. Oh, do they? Oh, I didn't know that. What What's the exact number for that? Do you know off the top of your head per international trade route or every trade route or domestic trade route? You get you get a trade culture for every trade route. Oh, so that just helps you with just with just culture, not necessarily tourism, but I guess it like emphasizes the fact that you need or you want more trade routes. Am I right? Yeah. Um. Let me let me pull up the actual. So, plus grants plus one trade route capacity, and then domestic trade routes give you gold and culture. Culture, yeah. So it's domestic trade route. Uh. That's interesting. It's your domestic, so you don't even need. See though, wow. so but domestic don't you gives want you food trade? production, gold, and culture. That's inc- That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. And, and those, um, those uh, paradisias, um, like they they can be pretty good, right? Like <laughs> they get adjacency bonuses for theater squares, holy sites, commercial hubs, um, uh, and city centers, um, and they give you an additional culture when you get diplomatic service, right? So, um, and you can spam them. I think they're pretty. Uh, where, where can they? They could be built on. Cannot be built every, on tundra or snow tile. So pretty much it, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. Okay. They can be built anywhere. Can they be built beside um, each other, or is that a yeah, d- that's the only limitation? They can't okay. be built right next to each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you can like when you plan out like where your theater squares are and stuff like that, you could just build the uh, paradises like around them and get all this free culture. Hmm. And so um, because they're you know you get them pretty early um, and. And yeah, so that's the reason why they, they can kind of be a culture sip. They're not like a heavy hitter culture sip, but number we were banning like the heavy hitters, right? Yeah, for that like Russia game. and Sweden. Because those are like yeah. the two super early culture game sibs. And I felt like that would have been no fun if if one of us got them. And kind of like I'm going to be 100% honest. I picked Persia because I kind of felt like even though we're going to do like culture game, there's going to be a whole lot of war. Somebody picked Gaul. I mean, I didn't do it. Gaul is legit a culture sieve by okay? building just a military building, building armies gets you culture okay so yeah oh. that gets you culture building mines gets you culture and then the huge production you're gonna have all the wonders you need for a culture victory and that's exactly what okay. happened so you know you're gonna you know have all the wonders about you need. a culture victory though is that the math is so complicated yeah. i almost like don't buy it whenever anyone's like winning or something like that right like i'm almost yeah. like like we, I'm like, who's counting the tourism? How is this all being calculated? Um, um, it, it, it's there just a very there's an equation. I know it, it is, it is my least it is my least favorite win condition is culture victory. Really? Yeah, I find it Not frustrating. Diplomatic? Oh, 
I like diplomatic what? victory. I actually, because it makes sense. It's a very clear cut. You build a wonder gives you diplomatic points. You uh, do get a Congress, you get diplomatic points. You do specific things, you get diplomatic points. The goal is to get 20. Go. There is no, oh, oh your seven so you, turns okay, from victory goes away. Okay. There's, it's just a very cut, dry, simple here. And the one thing I would I would ask, you know, and if Carl's in chat, like this is kind of like to the developers as well, is stop like having a weird calculator where it tells someone's going to, they're going to win in five turns when it's just going to go away. Like maybe fix so, like because it, it, it gets confusing when that happens. Th- that he, he explained that I remember like a while ago. And basically if someone were to get a massive boost in tourism, AKA they get flight, or they build a massive wonder that gives them a ton of tourism. That boost thinks you're getting the game thinks you're getting that every turn. And so if it's assuming that, that's when it says, okay, you have five turns to win at this pace, at the pace that you got last turn. The only thing that tells me is that then that um that widget is broken. Right? It's almost like saying, like, I have a compass. And if I turn too fast, the compass will just point in an opposite direction and think I'm going that way, right? Where, whereas just you got to fix the compass. Because okay, yeah, when I mean, it does that all the time, I never use that um, to, to calculate when someone is ever winning the game, right? Because whenever you see it, you're always assuming it's doing that, right? It's, it's like assuming that the tourism that someone got from was from a boost of a new tech or a new civic um, or a new constructed wonder or something like that. Even when it used, when you start using rock bands, it starts calculating that you're going to win because it assumes what you got from the rock bands in that instant yeah. is like forever. Yeah. Right. And so the, the overall like turn victory counter is fundamentally at that point, not very useful because it almost is never believable under most circumstances. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, like, because yeah. The game, the when it, what pushes you over the finish line is usually the rock bands in the late game, right? Mm. And so at that point, you know, um, you know, it, I, I guess it just they should just have a calculator that gives it a little bit easier for us and 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 take it from there. That's my kind of spiel about that. And it and it is it is a very long winded victory condition. Like arguably the most long winded victory condition is culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes it a little harder for us to explore on the Civ show. Like in the new year, like don't get me wrong, you know Civ is a complex game, and I think you know we 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 do a service when we when we play these because most of us don't know exactly how it works, and and it makes us better. You know, uh, I like I I never really explored certain wonders, for instance, ones that gave you like plus 100 percent tourism outposts. But there's a couple now that do that right for relics or for what have you. Uh, same thing with some of the civics, uh, sorry, the policy cards. You know, I never really paid attention to them before or even what you just said about the government mixes. But that's also why I hate it so much is there's such a cluster F of overlapping, you know, this, this and this. And, you know. I get it. Civ pros, they, you know, it's it's like getting all your numbers lined up. It's like uh, watching one of our guests build cities. They're like, wow, you really know how to, <laughs> you really know how to rank those numbers up. Whereas like, you guys know, I'm an organic, messy player. I just sort of, part of it is just my throwing my weight around. Yeah, you <laughs> like, explain that, part of you explain that in the new series, Civ 6, from different perspectives. If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. It's really good. It's, it's good. I can't wait until we get there. Compared to the other victory conditions, it's the culture victory condition is just very complicated. And mm-hmm. it the the math behind it, like I get it. Like you, if it's if it's too simple, then it's just too easy to achieve. 
Um, and so I know why it's complicated the way it is, like, especially with the tourism, because tourism, everyone thinks like the culture pattern is like, no, it's actually the tourism. That's, that's what, um, nails you that nabs you the victory. Right. Um, and so there's just the math behind the tourism because, and it gets more complicated, the more players there are in the game. Right. Especially if they're all trying to win culture that (laughs) makes it really hard, really hard. Yes. Yes. But it's also it's also very broken if no one's going culture and then yeah like that's it you're snowballing and that's where oh you better conquer me quickly because too bad guys mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you you waited too long you can't catch up you literally have to wipe me out now that, that's the only kind of gripe about it i think it's a really cool victory condition like the idea behind it yeah right like i like the idea behind all the victory conditions i think i don't think any of them are yeah. particularly broken or or boring or anything like that like i know everyone doesn't like the diplomatic victory that's actually a lot more fun in the multiplayer game. I know that in the multiplayer game, it's a lot harder to achieve, but like trying to guess what other people are going to vote for and then go for it. And then people can vote against you. But at some point, if you build up enough diplomatic favor, the goal behind a diplomatic victory is low key, build up those points, right? Almost no one pays attention to it because no one goes for it. Yeah. And then build, save up diplomatic favor so that even when it gets to the point where they can start voting to give you less diplomatic points, you could just overpower them, right? Because that can happen. Or and then at some point, the, and then at some point, you can even say the my victory is it, it, it. There's nothing you guys can do. I'm gonna win, right? And in that point, or you wait until you get to within four, build Statue of Liberty, and then just just win the game. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. But if people are voting you down, you can just vote for that. Then you get the one point yeah. for being in favor, and then you lose the two. But really, you only lose one, and then you can get the other two right, and that's a that's an overall plus one. And look at that. You're totally fine. And in that point of the game, you have like those with the World Fair and you have all those kind of games and those give you diplomatic points yeah. as well. So and those like, are big, th- those are big huge. deal though. They're yeah. like, yeah, those are a big deal. So like, I think I like the diplomatic, like that you see it coming a little more and it's just like, it. I don't know, it's cut and dry. This is how you win diplomatic victory. Uh, and like yeah. you have to, your, your play style gets affected as well because you know you can't take capitals. All right. So even if you have war, you know that war is I'm not taking over your capital ever. OK. And you want to make sure that city states are protected and stay alive. You want to get those diplomatic favor. Why, to be right? honest, to be fair, I, I know we go about this, like the whole tier list is blah, 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 blah. Right. But that's why, like a lot of people like, you know, poo poo Canada um, in the game. <laughs> but like they're like perfectly poo-poo geared Canada. for diplomatic victory. They can't kill city states right yeah so that you need city states to stay in the game so the idea is to go for something that gives you cesarean ship as uh, over as many as possible no one can declare a surprise war on you right mm-hmm. when they denounce you um uh, and, and things like that you can use that to your advantage right because one you know a war is coming two you can start building up those um, um other reasons for grievances and and if they're even if they denounce you and they don't have a good reason to fight you like a protectorate war, a religious war, things like that, they still get a lot of grievances and it hurts. If they're especially going for culture victory, that hurts them. Mm-hmm. And so attacking Canada might be like something you can do technically and kill them, but it hurts you in the long run too. So like Canada can like low key just glide underneath the, under the radar like they do in real life and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and build up like those cesarean ships, those diplomatic favors. Um, they can look, they, they're, they're more geared for the culture game in the late game. I get that. But throughout the whole game, the, the abilities they have at the very beginning is really for building up that diplomatic points, right? So that um, people are kind of forced to deal with them at the end of the game, at the end of the day. That's why Canada 
is a middle power like it's considered a middle power because even though we don't have a lot of hard or soft power we get the we have like this diplomatic kind of uh core that allows us to to kind of curry favor right and it's a really cool like mechanic how you try to guess how everyone else is like oh i know and it, it actually you need to have a good spy game with canada yeah yeah because if you know what everyone else is doing then you kind of know what they're going to vote for right oh i know what russia yeah. versus moy has he's going to vote for first because he has to um and so you can just like pick someone and then just boost them so you can get the diplomatic points right you yeah, sacrifice okay. something that would help you but you get the points in the end right yeah. so I, I really like that mechanic that kind of that it's really cool i, I think as a, a victory it's an underrated victory condition i think and I think I think the War of Protectorate, the Cassiabelli War of Protectorate, I think it's zero grievance. It's correct. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's an advantage for the diplomatic player that like, really, I'm not here. I'm not going to conquer you. I'm going to protect the city states and I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to make sure you don't fight, kill the city states. Uh, and that's that's cool because that is diplomatic. Right. You're trying to you're you're basically the peacekeeper. That's what you're trying to do. Even if, that's why if Canada they need to have a unit that represents peacekeeping <laughs> and isn't a goddamn police unit. Okay, mind my French. What do you mean? They protect... They protect... <laughs> police unit. What the heck? What's going on? A police unit. Carl. Come on. Why, Carl? Come on. Come on. Carl. Come on, Carl. Forgot my old Give password. Uh, has a good point too, right? Um like, do you know that goddess of the hunt exists? Because most of the resources in the tundra are is improved by camps. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. like, I honestly, I, I, I know at the beginning we kind of did. I'm kind of glad our tier list kind of went to the wayside. Like early on, yeah. guys, we used to do a tier list on the podcast, and <laughs> I, I kind of now lean more towards like Zoe's kind of philosophy on this is that it's really not very useful. Um, right. Like, it depends on the situation. Now, obviously, there are some civs that are just easier to play. And they're more, and their abilities more are more complement. Yeah, their, yes. their abilities are more yeah. complementary uh, to each like other. Darting place doesn't matter with some civs, where like Canada does, you know. But they uh, get a start bias, right? Yeah. Well, knowing me, knowing my luck for the civ give with no rerolls, I'm going to get Canada and I'm going to spawn in jungle. Like that's just going to happen. <laughs> no, but then you get yeah. so hey, you, you get sacred path and you got adjacency to jungle. I got, it's totally I got. <laughs> I got the same worry, okay, with the Mali because they like it's right now. That's what it's look. Although we'll talk about that when we get to it. Let's yeah, we'll, let's we'll wrap save that. this let's up. Save that. So either way, either way, I do want to explore culture victory more in the future. And I think in the new year when we when we like, I want to explore all of them. Don't get me like I like this idea. I like the idea of like we're all going diplomatic. We're all going scientific. One day we'll all go domination. Um, and I like having the guest on as well to reflect on you know, what we're doing wrong. Because uh, most, most of our guests are way better at the game than, than we are. Yeah. And that'll be a common theme for some of the other segments uh, coming up, uh, how terrible we are. But uh, it's fun it's fun exploring them and, and just seeing the, the limits. And you learn so much uh, along the way. So all in all, interesting, Moy. Uh, obviously, you. you know, during the game, I had beefs with, like, what the wind conditions were because, like, it was kind of defined, but like cultures, like okay. culture was like culture is like one of our, Hey, I didn't, I didn't see it in writing anywhere. I don't, I don't remember it in writing. Then listen back uh, to the VOD, man. All it was in, there. All in words. There's proof. All in words. Ugh. All in words. Uh, but I couldn't visualize the wind condition. Okay. I, I should have, I should have clarified with you beforehand how we're judging this. At least with like something like diplomatic, 
we can literally say whoever has the most diplomatic points is the winner yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. Culture is a little harder to determine that racehorse um, for a bunch of reasons. But anyways, it was cool. And I am looking forward to exploring some of these other uh, victory conditions, especially with the vector draft, which is going to become a new thing. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, but I'm sure even for uh, maybe what we have next week, uh, maybe it's going to complement this. Maybe it's not. We have no idea, but we'll find out in the second half, which we will get to right after the break. So don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Welcome back to the Civ Show podcast, where us three suck, so you don't have to. Very well displayed in Civ Six from different perspectives. You can see all three of us suck very badly. Who sucks the most? That's a great question, and you should find that out yourself on YouTube at the Civ Show. Let's talk about the Civ Give Draft, boys. So, what is? I I I've heard this name before, but I don't know what it is. It just keeps slipping my mind. What is the Civ Give? I don't I don't get it. It's you know I I looked it up today on Wikipedia and it wasn't there. Oh. Uh, so I had to I had to do some investigating, some sleuthing, but I unlocked the truth. Apparently, on December twentieth, which is in like a few weeks now, three weeks from now, uh, less than that, uh, a some of the greatest champions and some of the least great champions of the civilization community will be coming together in a free-for-all battle royale to raise funds for extra life which will put the money towards local sick kid hospitals uh i believe the goal of this civ give is five thousand dollars that they're trying to raise and there are lots of ways that you can get involved uh, right now, one of the, I think, kind of fun ways to get involved is we have a draft uh, that's going on and you can actually siphon funds via spies. Well, or, you know, clicking um, to get extra votes for the sieves you want to see. So each of the nine hosts, uh, we did a, an interesting draft that we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, you can vote for the sieve you want to see us play and you can pay a little extra uh, make a donation to Extra Life, and uh, and we'll have other things like that. But yeah, the goal is five thousand bucks. A big nine-player game of Civ here on Twitch, January, or January, December twentieth at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there and be square. Someone shows up in January. Where's the Civ give? Where's the Civ give? <laughs> like I, I think right now you can see. Right now we have the yeah right there on the thing we've got 130 raised. Uh, if you're on right now and you feel like being awesome, uh, go ahead and make a donation. Actually, uh, Moy so will sing that a song is just for you or something. Page. If you go to the team, that's just for page, our page. That's fine. There is significantly more than 135. Mm. We've so far raised 459 dollars in how many days? One, two. What day is it today? The third. One, two, three, four. Four days. Four days, $459. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. Long way to so go, I, and, but and, that's, that's okay. And, like, the game day itself, I we'll have variety hour stuff, you know. Oh, for like, sure. Where we try to raise uh, the stakes. We're going to have all sorts of wacky ways that you can add rules and stuff like that uh, if you want to make a donation. So, yeah, Civ Give 2020. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. 
We have uh, who? Who's all part of it? Who's all part of you it? Remember Mo- oh, you remember Mo? You remember Mo? Who's sure. all part we of have it? The last guest we had on, Van Bradley. He's gonna be in the Civ Give. We have multiplayer expert on Spot TV. We have the nicest man in the world, Foibles. We got the bearded boy himself, Boestheus. Boestheus. We have the balding man, Peppermint Butler, and Moisos. And then we also have who's raising Zozo, Nystagmus. And the man, the myth, the legend, 100 games, 100 days, Sarge. Mad Max himself. Mad Max himself. Freddie Mercury uh, doppelganger, am I right? That guy looks exactly so. like him. And he's doing, he's even doing, so. if you're listening to this uh, on Spotify, you probably missed it. But if you're listening to this live, 100 games, 100 days is doing a queen uh wait is it queen oh shoot yeah yeah it's queen he's doing a queen song repertoire on on twitch sings on saturday uh or i guess it'll be friday for us friday december the 4th at 7 p.m i think eastern so you should go check him out if you're live here go follow him actually he's a good dude and he's featured on the civ give those are all the guests Let's go through the draft, though. Let's go through the results. Let's have an analysis. Let's let's talk about who do you think has the best draft. Why don't we start with not us? Let's, let's go last, okay? Let's start at the top. Let's start at the tippity top. You can probably just skip me because we all know my, nope. my draft. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. You don't get skipped. For, no, 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 no. You're in For this. giggles. I, I, I. You're, you're, you drafted. People is going to pay for people are going to pay to put tickets in your bucket. You're going to you're, you're in you're in this. Okay. Let's start with Bose. Quickly, I, I'd like to quickly mention the the bands okay. because we banned a bunch of okay, Civs, yeah, true, right? We true, banned true. a bunch. You have like the full um, results. I got I got them all here. Okay. So you know we we used the uh, the Zozo system of uh, third realm cards to do this all, and um, so the, the it was a snaking draft where we each. Um, got one ban and got to choose three sieves. And the way that we did it uh, was um, the first person would pick, I believe it was uh, Foibles was was number one. Uh, and then we went right across and then each person would, would, would pick a ban, pick a ban, pick a ban. Uh, and then we'd each pick a sieve. Uh, so we did first round was nine sieves got banned. So I have here... Gull, no, sorry, nope. uh, Byzantium. I banned Byzantium. 100 Games banned uh, Grand Gulombia. Peppermint Butler banned Australia, which is a bit surprising. I don't know if anyone thought Not saw from, Australia I, getting banned. I understand why he banned Australia. He personally doesn't like playing against Australia. So that was kind of more yeah, of a personal yeah. ban. All right. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like I like. Remember on uh, the podcast, he said if, if for the kill, uh, kiss and marry, he would kill John Curtin. Because he hates them. Yes. 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 And I, and it's good, you know, hate is a powerful emotion and it's the first step to the dark side. So it's good. (laughs) Um, Moy banned Russia. Obviously you have, you have to ban the the best Civ in the game, right? Someone had to do it. I didn't want to give him the foibles. He would have taken it for sure. Someone has to ban him. Yeah, it's true. Bose banned Ethiopia. That was a bit of a surprise. I think people just forgot about Ethiopia. That, that's they're, a good band. Good. That's a really good band. Yeah, it is a good band. Ben. Obviously, Van Bradley can't risk uh, that uh, French Eleanor would get banned. I, I also officially changed the st- spelling of his name, and he no longer 
can carry the E in his name. Uh, I, I might give it back to him. I don't know. Brad we'll Lie. Um, yeah, Brad Lay. I hope been, someone clipped that to send that to him because he he mentioned that in his analysis. Yeah, on he oh, spelled oh, my I know. name wrong. I know. No, no, no E for you. Um, the Stagmus band Alexander of Macedon. Good band. Uh, of Macedonia. Yeah, good band. And then Foibles band Korea, which, you know, I get. I get. But, like, I don't know. Korea's, like, very easy to kill early on. But, yeah, I guess if, if you don't get killed, they get pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm missing a card, though. So Who are you I'm missing? not sure it's um, whoever I didn't say. So I said... I am missing myself. Uh, t- I no, I'm missing TV. Um, on spot. On spot. He on spot. banned. Oh shoot! Who did he ban? I don't remember. Oh no. Uh, okay, we're gonna lose cameras for a second. It's in. It's in. It's in a chat. Give me a moment. You guys are gonna see a lot of a lot of stuff here. Uh, I'm gonna copy and paste it into the our Discord so that we can see it. Here we go. All right. Uh, on spot ben Zulu, Ben Zulu. The Zulu. It's in chat, yeah, so you don't man. you don't have to look for your card. Okay, I'll stop looking for yeah, it. Yeah, fell down can, somewhere. You can just look at uh, our, our Discord chat. So yeah, uh, those are our bands. They couldn't be chosen, uh, and then we went from there and we did a snaking draft. So it was like foibles on one end, and then on the far end, I think was Bose. Yes, Bose number nine. Yeah. yeah. So everyone chose one sieve that they wanted to play, and then when it got to number nine. They chose two sieves, so they got their first pick, and then they got their second pick, and it went backwards. So eight, seven, six, five, four, uh, and then we did one, and then by the end of it, we each had three civilizations, uh, and we knew that going into this, we were going to turn this into a community event. So we each have our three civilizations, and now you, the community, get to vote on your favorite sieves that you'd like to see us play. Um, or which sieves that you just want to see that you think that we'd be great with. Um, so everyone got one free vote, and then you could also, if you want, make a donation for I think three bucks you got an extra vote. Two or bucks, for five you get, bucks you two get. Two bucks you get one vote. One vote, or for five you get three. Yes, correct. Yeah, so that's like an extra thing you guys can do. You can that's that's you go to your specific uh, host that you want to vote for. Um, and, uh, and we add it all up and I think we'll probably close this a week beforehand. I think we'll close it three. You want to close it like three days before, like, uh, maybe three days. Yeah. yeah. Just cause we got to get people mentally prepared, but they can like, if you look at these results, you can see that it's very heavily favoring. Uh, some of us are very heavily favoring. Oh. Some of us don't have look like at, no, no. We're not allowed split. to release the results yet. We can't. We can't. That's no, not can't. public we information. Can't. That's an NDA we agreement. Can't. You we cannot can't. release that. So why don't we get back to the analysis? Yes, part of the segment. So, so let's go. We for can f- go down like the road first for foibles, right? Yeah, so let's go first for pick. Foibles. First pick overall. Rome was picked first overall. Love the, the pick. Draft. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, so you know, versatile. Yeah, the legion. Versatile. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, man. This is. The, I thought this was a great pick. Like this is a, not a no brainer. Like there's so many different options you could have had for the first overall pick. It's kind of just like pick your bread and butter. Like there's no limitations other than the bands. And he picked Rome, which is. It's like everyone sieve they pick when they first pick up the game, yeah, probably yeah. usually. Um, so yeah, not no problem with that pick at all. Like I, I can't see any other real pick. I would have if I was picking first, I would pick Rome to be honest. Um, they are one of my favorite sieves to play anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so 100 games next then uh picks babylon um which i get uh crazy that it went second overall though like that was interesting um and so uh, he's in chat right now so he'll i know i know i know but like so like it's 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 fresh it's new like you, you know i understand it can it can be broken right like if you play it really really well it's just there's it's it's this like it, it's map dependent one because if you don't have any like resources around you like iron you can't get iron working because then like you can't build an iron iron mine and you're gonna take forever to research that and that ruins so much of your plan and then you know the the production costs once once you build up your military or the gold cost is is tough like that is a tough sieve to play i think that each of the members of the sieve give came in with two distinct mentalities when it came to when they were drafting yeah. right and yeah. it, i'm doing this up now because it's going to come up later as we go through everyone else's picks right <laughs> okay some people very clearly came in with a very clear strategy in order to maximize their chances of winning yeah <laughs> brent van bradley um so uh, <laughs> as a joke but about about 50 50 right the other 50%, I think, honestly, pick sieves they just thought would be fun to play um, yeah. or fun to see at the actual event, right? Yeah, um, And so um, I think that, honestly, that, uh, and Sarge can correct me in chat right now if he wants, is that is Babylon's a fun sieve to watch play, right? Like, if you're watching someone play Babylon, like, they just do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and they're completely different than almost every other Civ in, in the game. So I, I, I applaud that pick, actually, for second overall go Babylon. Um, and so uh, I'm happy with that pick, actually. I'm like, yes, because if Babylon's in the game, that's going to just, that's just like, I'm sower of chaos, right? Um, we can, we so, know. When we get to your picks, we know. <laughs> we understand. Um, and so, yeah, I'm happy with that pick. I'm happy it's in the game too. Like I, I, I thought it was gonna get picked up for sure. I just didn't think it'd go second overall. Like I wouldn't put it that high. That's a personal note. I don't know. Then uh, Pemmer Butler picks Germany. Unsurprising, Germany in the top five. Great sieve. Um, very yeah. powerful sieve. Uh, very, very versatile powerful. civilization. Especially for for Peppermint Butler. Although with someone of his caliber, I'm surprised he didn't pick Japan. But I do know that Germany is one of his favorite sieves and. Like his game style, he 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 district plans. This guy is a master planner. Like he's gonna have so many Hanzas with such good adjacency bonuses. He's also gonna have a really good trade because part of that adjacency bonus is having commercial hubs next to the Hanzas. So his civilization is gonna be bumping. Like I'm scared. I am. Sc <sighs> the thing is with his other two picks. Once we get to it, it's so crazy because you want him to play germany and that's that's terrifying that's the hard part to really like germany would in. probably be the most he'd be the most predictable if he was playing germany um with like this with the play style right? whereas the other two it, so the next one for on spot so this is the one i think is like the one that we missed the ban yeah well that, you only have I, nine bands right so like i know but like slip through i know but when it comes to some of the ones that we did ban versus like honestly I'd rather have banned uh, Catherine than than he the picked, person I he banned. picked the Black Queen Catherine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you forgot to mention that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so I that, I think that was like one that slipped under the radar, and he noticed it as soon as it was his turn to pick, because you well, could tell it was like on the top of his list. He was like, I, I pick, I pick. Uh. <laughs> so this is this is a sieve that is banned almost 100 percent of the time in the CPL because it is so powerful. It is widely known among that community, that multiplayer community, because they're aware of her, of her strength as one of the most dominant 
domination civilizations in the game. Better than Grand Colombia, better than Mongolia, better than any other civilization. Why, you might ask? Because I asked why, because I'm like, they don't really have, they're not particularly good. It's their early spy bonus. And the fact that they have diplomatic visibility over everybody immediately gives them an automatic plus three combat strength to every single one of their units at all points of the game until somebody catches up in diplomatic visibility. But since they also get the early spy, that is almost not possible. So if you're fighting the same era as Catherine the Black Queen, if you're fighting warrior versus warrior or musketman versus musketman, she's going to win every time. That's why she's so powerful. Good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm scared. Moving I'm on. So scared. Moy's first pick. So first person. Yeah. This is, it's funny how we all we all uh, we all spawned uh, the low draft picks, right? Um, it's, <laughs> we're like the three worst players in the entire game. <laughs> we got the low draft picks. Clearly, so, clearly. Um, that's how you know we didn't rig it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Can um, I can I introduce who I picked? Can I can I do it? And can I talk yeah, about why it. I picked it? And then you guys can talk about why you picked your your sims. I feel like that's yeah, fair, for right? All right. Yeah. For the first overall pick of the Moy draft, okay. So well, actually sixth, fifth overall, but the first pick of Moy was the one and only Bull Moose Teddy. Oh yeah, baby! When you mess with the bull, you're gonna get the moose. That's the saying that I'm bringing into the Civ Give. Deal with it. It's gonna be there. I don't care how bad it is. I picked Bull Moose Teddy because he is so strong with the culture game and with the science game by having plus science and plus culture on his tiles that have breathtaking appeal next to mountains and and and, and forest. He's more likely to spawn next to breathtaking tiles with mountains and forest as well, which is what I love. So I can really take his science or his culture game into the future he gets a plus combat strength on his own continent so he gets he can defend against his continent or he can take over his continent depending on how that situation goes he's super versatile i love this pick i freaking love bull moose teddy and by golly g vote for bull moose teddy for me please i would love that that's okay. how do you really feel i Tell feel, me how you really I feel, feel dead inside. Thanks for asking us, Dagmas. I- also, you said that Carl's in the thing. Thank you, Carl, for resubbing to uh, your second month uh, streak for T Run Sub. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? <laughs> okay. Zozo. So, who did you pick for your first? Uh, all of mine are like, I think, weak sibs compared to like all these god sibs, Germany and Catherine. Uh, so, I chose Gull. Uh, I really liked the Gull. I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, I thought that they were actually super versatile. And uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I love everything about them. Um, so, yeah, here, if, if I'm the Gull, I hope I'm in a hilly area. And uh, I will play military and then whatever comes at me. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, the thing so, the Gull, uh, they're yeah. good at defense at least, right? So you can kind of they're just turtle They're super in. great. Yeah. They're super great at turtling, and I had a feeling there's going to be some aggression this game. Uh, and, like, I just find they, they build up really nicely into whatever strategy uh, you end up going with. Um, so, yeah, the gall of it all. Plus, most of the new civs have all been banned, so, like, we had to have what was left represented. Because I think, yeah, we got... I got two Byzantium of them. Byzantium was banned, so, and then uh, Byzantium Boulevard got was banned, and Menelik, and Menelik Ethiopia and Menelik was banned. got banned. Yeah, so like yeah. half of the new so, sims, yeah. Half of the new ones are all gone. 
so yeah, we'll see if uh, the gull can see me through to victory. They'll be fun though. That's the key. Is just, I just had so much fun playing the gull that if I'm gonna play a big long game of Civ, I want to have lots of fun. I'm with you. They were fun when I played them last week. Unlike two weeks ago when I had zero fun. <laughs> Stupid Babylon. <laughs> um, Go yeah, ahead. Question nice, man. Good unit. Uh, so <laughs> terrible. And so uh, Van Bradley uh, chose for his first pick Japan. So Van Bradley, if you you can check out his video as well. He kind of talked about his his picks and his strategy and stuff. So we can kind of, you know, not. Um, uh, we can actually do with some authority because he did kind of admit like his strategy, right? So his strategy was, and it was a good strategy. It's a good, very um, good strategy. I, um, I'm, which I'm jealous is, of it. Yeah, I'm going to pick all the sieves that no, that are the least susceptible to poor start locations because he knew that we weren't going to re-roll, right? So we can't just go re-roll, re-roll, re-roll. Um, and so he was just saying, I'm going to pick sieves that if I spawn near Tundra and I'm not like on a Tundra sieve or something like that, or if I spawn near coast or if I spawn like just something that's not as susceptible to that. Um, and so, uh, Japan, he picks, so that's a really good pick for that. Cause oh. one, if they spawn near coast, they are not, they are invulnerable to hurricanes. Um, and so, which is super powerful. I, I learned that the awesome way when I played them in our game. Um, and so, especially when the hurricane hit me and then it hit Zoe, and killed like half his units. Um, oh God! That was a <laughs> <terrible> hurricane. <laughs> um, so that I was still like, remember uh, the hurricane of twelve sixty one. And so, yeah, that was. Uh, and they're a really um, versatile civilization. Oh, they're so they're, good. Yeah, their the, their be best ability. Their I'll, I'll I'll go quick. Their best ability by far. The fact that all of their districts get plus one when they're beside another district is in. Sane. You have a district in the middle plus nine or plus eight? No. How many sides are in a freaking plus six? It's a hexagon. It's a hexagon. Yeah. So plus six. six. All right. I'm gonna walk <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I don't, you can take it over. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah, I, well, and I like that. Like you know, a lot of civs will have like an era. You know, like the Byzantium or like their medieval going into Renaissance. That's their time. That's when they go. With Japan, I find it staggered, and their time, like they have. They're great early, and then they get a big boost medieval uh, with the. They get samurai really fast. You can get samurai, uh, and then you get a big boost when you get your. I call it the robot factory, uh, but what, when you get factory. your your electronics, <laughs> okay, which again you get kind of earlier. So they get like these staggered big boosts, and then their overall uh, capacity for like yeah, like their their districts and stuff like that snowballs so i just i like i like japan a lot for for that staggered awesomeness and then the stagmus let's take, so take so for my pick. one pick so um so i ended up picking the aztecs uh as my first pick um now in retrospect if i was trying to go to like buy like civs i've played before and i have a lot more experience with i probably should have picked cyrus um if i'm going back in time but okay my Go goal into this time. into this draft was i was just going to pick like complete off the wall things one i wanted like the reactions during the recorded civ jiv draft to be kind of awesome which is me picking like random like crazy stuff that no one really expects me to pick second i don't think anyone really expects me to be like a huge warmonger i know that everyone keeps i know it's a meme but like Although I'm not really, recently i don't know about right? that um and so i just chose getting, uh getting aggressive boy. he's been getting aggressive he has and so the other thing too is um with the other players at the civ give um one first of all i'm arguably the worst player um 
like I'm tier like double F minus. We don't believe in tier listening in this show. Don't worry. But so, uh, and so I wanted to pick a sieve that where if someone was going to try to like, I'd be like low hanging fruit. Tell that to foibles. Ooh. So I'd I'd be like low hanging fruit, right? So I wanted to pick a sieve that would be something that people would leave me alone in the early game, right? Because oh, it's not like a great idea to pick on me. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. It's one of those kind of things too, right? Okay. So um, that was my thought process behind that pick. Also, just to be like, yeah, I'm going to pick the Aztecs. You all think I'm going to pick this other, these other cities. I'm going to pick the Aztecs. So, If you're beside Foibles, will you attack him again? <laughs> don't, don't bully Foibles. Stop it. You were so mean. <laughs> <laughs> the first hey. guest we ever have on the show, and he gets... It was our first guest, and... <laughs> And he got bold. And that wasn't me. I didn't do that. That was the Stagmas that know, did it. Okay. <laughs> it was the Stag. They've got the history. All oh, right. Man. That wasn't me. All right. Like, Foible's got to remember that the Stagmas got a, he's got a mean streak in him. Got to look out. Okay. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to be 100% honest. When I declared war on Foibles, I didn't expect it to go that well. <laughs> it impies, went man. great. The you, impies. like, raised cities so and captured cities. Good. So Same with when I attacked Moy. I didn't expect to be able to take over his cities in one in like one turn. Wow. I didn't expect Questy Knights. I knew they were good. I was like, I'm gonna try out the Questy Knights, see what they do in the field. And that on game paper, was terrible. On Nightmares. paper, they're awesome. But that let's see how awesome terrible. they are in real life. And I just like crushed all of his units. Oh my god. <laughs> I still just have <laughs> dreams about that. It's terrifying. I'm not worried at all. Three turns later, Capital Falls. What? A <laughs> hundred strength. Wonder tag destroyed. Was, what is happening? What? <laughs> I just wanted Moyd at one time to be like, why do I even build walls? <laughs> why did I build walls? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. Um, oh, right. and so that, going on to the last uh, number nine, Bose. So for his first pick, before he got to pick two in a row, goes for the Cree. Um, with Poundmaker, um, good choice. which good choice. I think that I think that's a, a also a personal favorite sieve for him too. Yeah, right? it's, um, it's in his top five. It's the only non-war sieve in his top five, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that was it, kind of also a soft spot on on Bose's part. Yeah, that's just that sieve has a it's soft perfect, spot for him. It's perfect for the situation. Although, if we play with the rules that we're going to be using, it's a little less advantageous because he can't have all the alliances. True. I guess we're going to be using those CPO rules. Uh, so it can only maintain two alliances. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a detriment uh, if he ends up being Poundmaker. But yeah, there. He still has the Mecha Wops. Like, those are incredible. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you set them upright, if you can set them upright. I had such a hard time last time because uh, I, I don't I didn't, I didn't, don't think I fully appreciated what they're capable of. Oh, um, okay. Right. But he obviously would know what he's doing. So and any sieve that gets you a free trader is fantastic and then his second pick predictable like pretty good sieve that was left in the game at the time cyrus yeah right mm. um this is, know, a, very, this is a very uh, sieve this is like i yeah. when he picks cyrus i'm like yep that's Bose. like 100 percent. he's gonna go to yeah, war with I'd people be, i'd be yeah i'd be scared be if i was scary oh my yeah gosh, if i yeah. spawn next to him i'm gonna be pretty scared which is why i picked my first two sieves my first two sieves were basically like Okay, I'm going to try to guarantee myself to get into the mid game here. That's what I'm going to try to do. Um, and so in Canada, I have guaranteed myself I will stay in the game for at least 10 turns. So, who is your second pick? Ten. Can you say it one more time with a little more emphasis? Canada. To it? Okay, thank you. Canada. <laughs> Canada? Yeah, Canada. Laurier. Um, yeah, Laurier. Just so that you can kind of get to the mid game, is that what you said? Try yeah. to get yourself to the mid game? 
that no one expects reason? Canada. No one expects Canada. Also, you know, like I said, we were talking about before, I think this whole like tier list saying that Canada is like this horrible sieve and stuff like that. It all depends on your play style, right? You know, it, yeah, they're not a domination sieve and they're not like an early culture sieve, but they have a lot of advantages that kind of run all game, right? People like will say like it's an automatic detriment that they can't take out city states. I don't really agree with that necessarily. It gives you less flexibility because you can't just take over city states, but um, it it allows you to have more. Um, like there are other ways of using that to your advantage. You can use a lot of protectorate wars, right, mm-hmm. um, um, to your advantage, especially if you're uh, friends with a lot of the city states. Um, and so, and the ability that someone can't just mass units across. Like I can see if I, as long as I maintain good diplomatic visibility across the game right anything that happens to me will be kind of heads up right and in a game like where we're everyone's trying to make sure that we're not falling behind and not taking too long and stuff like that people are everyone says yeah I, all i do is i when as soon as i meet you i keep denouncing you uh i don't know like you're gonna forget to do that you do right? you do um yeah, you do it's forget. gonna and especially if it's me playing canada you're not gonna see me as a threat so you're not gonna see it as something that you necessarily have to uh keep me denounced in order to like hurt me Right. Um, and so it's going to be it's going to be low on someone's list of priorities to maintain when they have to make all their turns. Right. So I don't think people are going to maintain their denunciations of me throughout the game. And if you get if you get your start, like Canada can be a pretty awesome religious sieve uh, if you get a good tundra. Yes. Start. Yes. yes. Dance of the Aurora, work ethic, and then you're rolling, baby. Get those wonders out there. St. Basil's, you got Hermitage. You just turn into a culture powerhouse. Canada's not bad if you can get the ball rolling. Then again, any Civ's not bad when you can get the ball rolling. And and I know that Van Bradley, uh, I know he didn't, like he, and I'm going to try to explain it too because he was in his YouTube video was kind of saying like he doesn't really get it, um, like my pick and stuff, right? And he talked about like it's too late in the game for culture victory. I'm like... One thing we forgot though is that the Civ game is supposed to go on for a long time. It's yeah. going to go into the late game. It's like a seven-hour um, game. Yeah. 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 Eight so hour I, think, game. Yeah. I think that late culture victory is in play. Like we we always think that like oh we're only going to play for like four or five hours. There's no way we're going to get to the late game. I think that's that's something that's going to happen. But you got to survive um, to the late game, which I think what that was his argument is that they get online too slow. I think that was what he was trying to say. Not necessarily that the game wouldn't last that long, but the fact that you might not last that long into the game. That, <laughs> that was his concern. It was more of a personal attack and not just one. Uh, I figured that a lot of the other uh, civs that were picked at the time, a lot of people with warmonger civs and stuff like that, like I wouldn't be, like Canada is not like a priority to take out. You would want to take true. out the other warmonger civs that are competing for that space. Um, and let's face it, if I have Canada, it's, no one really sees me as a threat. To be honest, right? I got, that's, I'm that's not true. <laughs> you got kind of a harmless feature kindness about you that, like, why, why? Yeah, just why ask you foibles hurting, about you. Yeah, he has great words and to like, say. <laughs> and you're the type of Civ player that, like, if somebody did attack you, other people would be like, "Whoa, hey, wait a second there," and they would probably come to your defense. Now, speaking of defense, Pericles, Van Bradley chose Pericles, yeah. and this was his second safe pick. After playing them, like, yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, you, especially with Owls of Minerva, you get all of those city-states. I had, like, all the city-states were my friends, uh, and they give you a, I think it's a 5% culture bonus. Correct, yes. Um, and then, like, there's a bunch of other ways that you can 
pump up that bonus of uh, if they're Cicerone to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and then they're just the Greeks. You know, the Greeks get that wild card government policy, which is super useful. Um, and uh, they're they got lots of culture and their war, their culture and war. Um, their their phalanx, you get that super quick, and it's a tough unit um, to contend with. Oh, the legions. So yeah, the legions. No, not legions. The legions? They're not isn't called it, Spartans. The, Spartans. I thought it was called the phalanx. Spartans. Spartans. Hoplites. Hoplites. That's Hoplite. it. Yeah, that's Maybe. It. Okay. They get the Hoplite ability phalanx. called the phalanx. Phalanx is their right. phalanx is their fighting style. If they're side by yeah. side. Yeah. They get yeah yeah. 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 Uh, so they're like kind of a counter to Gull, right? Because they're getting the same, I think, a better bonus. To um, a point, but Gull also gets the bonus because they're beside their... Forever. Yeah. yeah. And they get it for and they get it for every Enemies unit. beside them, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was your second But pick? anyways... So what Greece, yeah, Mali. Is... Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. Damn. Oh, so, yeah, so, so me. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, Greece, Greece is great. Uh, Mali. So... I don't know why. I, I think I got some guff for choosing Mali. I'm like, what? This is like one of my favorite civs in this game is Mali. <laughs> They're a fantastic civilization. Yeah, guess they have, if you don't start beside desert, you lose their hugest advantage. Yes, this is true. Uh, and I really, really hope that I start by, by desert. Uh, if I don't, there are solutions, especially because we're using the uh, the secret societies there are solutions if I don't start uh, beside. It, it just means I'm not perhaps playing the religious game. Uh, I might be playing more of a financial domination game. Um, and that's likely what I'll do if I don't. <laughs> well, I don't want to tip my hit cards or anything. Um, so anyways, lots of money, lots of faith. I love the Mali, especially if I can get a city surrounded by desert. Turn one. Um, we'll see. To be fair, the person who did said that say that was Van Bradley, which his strategy was the complete opposite to pick civs that weren't spawn dependent. So right, for him, right, it didn't right. make sense, right? But like, it's it's a fine. He's pick. just mad that I took his e away and I'm not giving it back. Exactly. So it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. For my second pick, uh, this one I, I I kind of I actually I grabbed it out of, out of randomness. There were I still had people on my list, and this one was not on my list. But I know how strong that they can be. Uh, Hungry, by the way. I chose Hungry and Matthias. Um, With their black army, they get a plus bonus for every levied unit beside them. They get a a bonus to the combat strength for levied units. And then if you pair that up with uh, foreign ministry, you get it's only half of the cost to levy these militaries. And so, like, I don't have to build a military. I can just buy one instead and only build black nut or black armies. And then they get the Hussar later, which is a really strong unit. Um, it's just because kind of on a whim, on a whim, I wanted to pick it. They were good at building districts as well across rivers. It's half of the production costs, which, which is incredible because they spawn near rivers. They spawn near tons of rivers, right? Uh, with respect to the Danby River that runs right through Hungary. And I, I don't know. I just thought this was a good pick and I'm, I, I, I sort of regret it, but at the same time, I don't, um, I tried to play a game with him the other day on deity and I got my ass handed to me, but you know what? Whatever, man. Like <laughs> this is a tough sieve to execute, but at least if I can execute it well, maybe I'll have a good time. Uh, that that's my reasoning behind it. I, I got none. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. I think they're pretty decent. That, that's they're decent. Well, they're especially not, like, great, they're decent. And it, their goodness or badness, I think, will depend on your opponents and yeah. how many city states are in the game. 
right? I have a plan, um, though. I do have a plan of how I can finagle and make sure I have the ones I need. Um, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I get them. If I get them, then let's see if I can execute it. So, uh, you know. We'll see now, Mongolia, uh, obviously, you know, somebody's got to take a good old Mongolia. So, on spot's next pick was Mongolia. Yeah. Oh, uh, which, you know, Mongolia is a terrifying, it's always been a terrifying sieve. Uh, and in the hands of Onspot, you you know you almost hope. Well, what's he picking last? Please don't be either of these. On don't spot, be Catherine. Yeah, Onspot picking don't two be, military don't civs. Be Mongolia. Two military civs is like the scariest thing to me. Oh, oh that's like the God. the rest of us have to have a serious like guys. Like, are we gonna band <laughs> together or just let it happen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was like whoa. Um, we don't need to talk about them. I think everybody knows how good Mongolia is. Uh, Peppermint Butler after that picking Scythia, Tamarius. I know, Zoe, you hate, you don't like Scythia. Does that still stand? Do you still not like Scythia? I I, I thought they were kind of overrated. I, I thought that they're too, they're too, like all their stuff is front loaded in the classical, uh, like ancient classical era. And then I just found, you know, wasn't that great after that. Like it's just too, too much stuff there. Uh, I just, it's not that they're not good. I just, I don't know. I kind of find them boring. Like I found that their, their abilities aren't like game spanning. They're not going to be there for the entire time. Um, so yeah, that's just, so that's just I, I think you're thinking of old Scythia, new Scythia. Every light horse is doubled every single one. So horsemen, and then also their, their special horsemen, but also even like coursers or cavalry, whatever the light cavalry. Oh, is so like, even tanks. Yeah. No, not tanks, but helicopters. Okay. Helicopters is like cavalry, so oh, okay. they get double helicopters. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I just, I just, it's not that they're not strong. It's that I just found them boring. Yeah, that's fair. I, that's I like fair. a, I, I like a little snap in my sieve. Fast moving army, though. All right, let's keep going because we're running out of time. Let's keep going. We are Mapuche from Hundred Games, Hundred Days. So that's going to be interesting. Um, especially, I think with Mapuche and Void Singers would be really fun. Maybe vampires, but void singers in particular. You can like, you can really crazy, crazy win a fight without attacking a city at all. Because uh, every one of their guys that kill gets killed is going to lower the loyalty, and then a couple cultists come in there, and that's it. Uh, you could do that to a capital. You could have a capital get flipped. Uh, so if he does it right, just go on a raiding spree, and then have the cultists come in praising Cthulhu. Uh, we could see a, a fun little snowball coming from uh, our, our Australian buddy there. Uh, and then uh, Foibles took Sweden. Oh, I was uh, so mad when so he picked this. I was so mad. Sweden, oh my God. Sweden's like like probably one of the few civs, not that I know a lot about culture victory, one of the few civs that can do a fairly fast culture victory, right? Yep. Because all their works are automatically... Themed. Um, Auto-themed. Themed, oh, right? Yeah. So um, good. So you... And again, I think even with Void Singers, again, with the Void Singers, like, you can get pretty insane with your uh, with your culture and your, you know, Cthulhu gives you a bunch of relics, right? Yeah. Um, now, those aren't theming things, but it all adds up. Uh, but they're anti-cavalry. Their anti-cavalry is really good. That's why I was. Yes, it's a pike and shot replacement, right? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but so it's, it's like it's a like, perfect. It's, the strong, it's one of the strongest units in the game. Yeah, it's really incredible. Yeah, perfect timing because there's so few anti cavalry, right? Yeah, and there's tons of cavalry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Sweden will be uh, interesting. I think their science 
Did they science and culture? No, just culture and no, culture. Just, just culture? Culture, culture, and culture? Yeah. Okay. Good, good. Uh, and then oh, he went Indonesia, sorry. who I have, you know, a, a, a place of rage in my heart uh, for Indonesia because I was so unstoppable once <laughs> as the British Empire. And then Indonesia came in and said, ah! <laughs> I, I think this is an incredible pick. Why? There is no other yeah, coastal, it's... spoiler alert, there's no other coastal sieve in the game. Yeah. I know we're playing Pangea, but he, a little he's, bit, some but... people are going to have to spawn on the coast. And he, if he plays Indonesia, for sure he's going to spawn on the coast. And the fact that we're playing Pangea, he only has to really protect one of his sides from land. And then that's it. And then since it's the only naval one, he's going to have boats and he's going to dominate the sea. You got to remember, though, Pangea is not always like a big circular continent. True. Pangea can be like snaking and like, you know, where there, there are these little where only one piece of land connects these these areas together. Uh, so there, I, I've had some good Navy fights in a, in a Pangea game, but yes, he is the only, uh, naval sieve. Yeah. I like so this hopefully, yeah. hopefully he doesn't start in the middle of, of the land and hopefully I start in the middle of a giant desert. So we got some hopes. All right. Let's talk about this next. Pick. Uh, Tamar, obviously, I don't know. That's Georgia, a joke, right? baby. Georgia, That baby. is a joke. It was a joke. games, a hundred days. Oh, like, like, obviously this is what's going to win the vote. Obviously, vote for that's Georgia. What's everybody vote. here needs to vote Georgia. for Georgia. Vote, vote Georgia. for Georgia. Protect our people. Protect our people. <laughs> um, key, Butler. Low, hold on. Low key. Low key. Yeah. I think uh, Georgia is actually a fantastic pick because Secret Societies is on. If he gets Void Singers, then he's totally going to be okay. He can defend himself totally fine. He can turtle, just build faith, and he'll have science, he'll have culture, he'll have faith, and he's going to be totally fine. I actually think this is a good pick. As much as I like to meme about it, I think that was a good pick. And you know what? I don't. I haven't been. Georgia's Georgia. turned into such a meme that I'm not even sure if I believe yeah. it. I don't even know. I'd have to be Georgia. Yeah, I, I haven't been Georgia in so long. Like I think when we did the dumpster fire game, was yeah. I Georgia? Uh, I Maybe. I no, I don't Georgia. think I was. Uh, I don't. Doing? I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've been Georgia on the Civ show. So I don't. A long time ago. If if I did, it was like in March, like when we started. Yeah um okay. but we'll see we'll see uh P peppermint butler he went with the ottomans oh, very good pick man. uh very well-rounded sieve yeah dude this yeah, guy has such a got, good draft they've oh. got a little of a little of everything the ottoman empire uh and like not like poland like where it's totally unrelated there's like very good for building empire he's even got some navy in there um and like those janissaries like it, the fact two unique, that two units, right? Like, they get two. They get the Janissary, and then they also get their their crazy boat. Right? It captures boats, right? Um, but their Janissary, if you upgrade your warriors to the Janissary, oh. obviously it's already been built, so you don't lose the population because they are an insanely powerful unit for when you get them. However, if you build them in a city, you lose a population, mm -hmm. right? So that's sort of the trade off. But if you're smart, you've got a bunch of swordmen that you're ready or warriors to upgrade into them uh, and they can just roll over. And then they've got their cool governor, which is like war and peace. You can send them to allies to bolster uh, attack lines and stuff. So that's they're, they're neat. Uh, I'll do I'll do. And then on spot Scotland. Love it. Like, love it. Love it. Uh, love yeah. it. <laughs> Please vote for Scotland, Scotland. I don't want to have to deal with Black <laughs> Queen or Mongolia. Yeah. For the love of goodness, play for Scotland. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and, like, 
you know, Scarlet got the little bit of a boost lately. Sort of, yeah. Uh, sort of. And I don't know, like with the Void Singers, uh, that and their ecstatic bonus, you know, that that ramps up. They're kind of like a little Ethiopia with a golf course. Um, if anyone knows so, how to play yeah, we'll Scotland, see. it would be on spot. And so I'm kind of looking forward to see if if he does play Scotland, how he's going to how he's going to how he is going to win. I'm going to make that clear. <laughs> I think he's Moy, tell us about Congo. Oh, dude, I love the Congo. They're actually one of my favorite it's sims, cool. which is really weird because I never really play them that often. Cause like I feel like they're so easy. So they have this really awesome, like, early neighborhood that you can build these massive population cities. And I love that about them. And I think that's fantastic. They don't get a religion, and that's part of the reason why I picked them, is because I want Congo, I want this civilization, if they are picked, to be a middle battleground for all of the religions to just go to freaking throw lightning bolts at each other in my land like i want my land to be the basically the start of military war but not towards me just the fact that people are fighting over religion in my land and then they get conflict that's the idea behind picking a congo i know i'm saying it out loud now but even if i do say it out loud now it's probably still going to happen so it doesn't really matter that was the reason why I picked Congo. I wanted to kind of, I wanted to create my own chaos, and that, that's how I yeah. thought I can create my own chaos. Throw in your reliquaries, and probably Void Singers, I'd imagine, would be their go-to. But they're mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. works, right? I think they already start off fantastic. Your your great works give you food or something no, like my re- that. No, relics, relics, and like relics specific, give you specific specific artworks. I think it's like religious artworks, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. But Cthulhu relics would give you. They would give me food and all production. Of those bonuses. Yeah. So yeah, obviously another void singer. I could see a lot of void singers getting thrown around. Um, I went for my last pick with Lady Six Sky uh, of the Maya. Uh, the Maya are, again. I don't. They're not. Um. I don't think they're a very strong sit, but they're super fun. Uh, I just. I like the theme of the tight knit empire. Uh, their science is. Uh, I don't know. Arguably one of the best in the game right maybe given the maybe, good spawn yeah yeah if you if you got it right um so and then they're very defensive like it's a tight-knit defensive sieve their early archer is super awesome um so yeah i'm looking forward to like they'll be it'll be a challenge and like i'll be a middle power for sure um and i really hope i don't start next to a coast <laughs> if i end up being them someone um, has to and there's only one coastal sieve you might I know, yeah, like <laughs> all of my sieves, all of my sieves, they would be the, the the Van Bradley opposite because even the gull have some dependence. They need those hills, right? So all of this is going to be kind of uh, starting position dependent. Yeah, for, I think his exact words were uh, high risk, high reward. Yeah, and I that, I agree that is exactly your play style too. So I'm like, wow, yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> and then Van Bradley picks uh, Cleopatra, you know, uh, still along that same kind of line, um, very safe uh to pick. i thought it wasn't i thought you needed to spawn in desert as cleopatra because i thought sphinxes can only be no. built on desert am i wrong i don't know about the sphinx i think the sphinx got a bit changed you might be right about the sphinx but i know like it's so good to have trade with them yeah that that's true you, that's true you're you're discouraged to go to war um you get with, better with trade Egypt. and they get benefit from trading with them so it's like you want to exactly. trade with them but you don't want to trade with them at the same time it's like very tough to choose between that yeah i agree uh don't worry about the sphinx don't worry about it um the yeah. take us through your last pick here uh it can actually sphinx can be built on any land tile ah okay Boom. Oh, all right cool 
Right on. So um, I picked English Eleanor. Yeah. Literally the only reason I did that was to throw gasoline onto a fire. Um, yeah. And so uh, I know that Van Bradley did say, and you can see that we chatted in his, in his YouTube comments too, oh, that if I, if I end up being English Eleanor, he is going to see to it personally that I'm eliminated from the game. Vote <laughs> so, Eleanor. Oh, man. Vote um, early and vote often. Well, you can only vote once, but you can pay you can pay two dollars to vote for an extra one, and three three votes for five dollars. I think it's pretty. His reaction in his YouTube video when he mentioned that when he mentioned that pick was priceless. Like he just like looks at the camera and he's like, "Eleanor is in this game." Yeah, I'm happy you picked it, man. I'm so happy that someone had the (laughs) balls to pick it, and thanks for having the balls, dude. I think all my picks are all over the place. And then speaking of balls, uh, Bose chose Corgo, who's, uh, you know, the other the other Greek. uh, And she's got balls like she is a she is a the more militant uh, of the two. Uh, So that would be uh, he like all of Bose's like any of those are good. Yeah. Same with PB. Every single one of his is good. All in all, like, Civ Give, this is going to be really, really interesting. Like, we can't stress enough. Get out there, vote. Everyone gets a free vote. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, you you know, join. You can come on our Twitch. There's all sorts of places to find the, uh, the extra It'll be life. in the show notes um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple. If you're listening to us on YouTube, it'll also be in the description of the YouTube video. And, yeah, you can make that extra donation uh, to any of the hosts and do things an extra vote extra three votes hell you could do an extra 10 votes if you really felt needed uh and it all goes to a great cause so we really really encourage we want to have like 250 votes okay uh for for this by by the time the civ give comes so please check it out and vote guys our our stream title is big announcement oh i can't who's gonna do it who's gonna do it between the three that we haven't made an announcement yet we made a bunch of small announcements and stuff but we haven't really talked about it who's gonna do it um who's gonna do it uh, you know i think moy um honestly you deserve to break the news to everybody okay um yes uh uh, you're the one who kind of like did this whole thing (laughs) okay wait borderline does someone have a kid Yes, but that's not the big announcement. That's not the big announcement. Okay, well, okay. The medium announcement is that... No, no, don't play that. Don't play that. Don't play that because we don't want to get DMCA'd. Don't play that. Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. (laughs) We don't want to get muted on our VOD. Don't play music right now. All right. I just listen to music. Turn Uh, it off, please. Okay, okay. Imagine we got muted and then no one can hear the announcement. Can you imagine that, Zoe? You don't want to do that. I could imagine that. No, well, the medium announcement would be that the kid is actually going to be coming home. Right. So tomorrow, uh, um, uh, I am a, a new dad. So tomorrow, the uh, baby gets discharged from the hospital. So I am excited about that. But that's not the big announcement. But Moy screw has- that announcement. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, congratulations, Nystagmus. Um <laughs> Our big announcement, our big announcement, we've been holding this off for weeks. And I've been trying to not tell anybody. And I've been in- suffering internally because I am just such a gossip and I need to tell everybody everything. We have a wonderful guest ready for the podcast. It's going to be released on December 17th. He is a massive member of the civilization community. You may know him better as the creator and artist of Baba Yetu and 
the Dream of Flights, we have Christopher Tin as a special guest on the Civ Show podcast that will be live on December 17th. If you have any questions, if you have any questions for Christopher Tin that are Civ related, that are music related, that is his career related, please submit them in our Discord, in the YouTube comments anywhere because that is the only time that you're going to be able to ask him whatever you want we are so excited to have this to have this opportunity to speak with christopher tin and uh yeah I'm sure he sings, it. Sure he sings <laughs> it yeah well we'll get him to sing baba he'll be great he might know he might know all the words who knows he, i'm sure he does i'm sure like maybe he doesn't i don't know but we're, we're so excited to have him on. I can't believe that we actually did have him on. Uh, we, we, as a joke, tweeted out, hey, he should be on our podcast. And he responded. And when we got the connections and now he's going to be on on December 17th. We so did, tune into you that. Know, I, I don't think it's that crazy, though, because we've been slowly cultivating, you know, on Twitter. We've been sharing and he's been liking and commenting on a couple of things that we've done, uh, you know. So it's good, though, boy, because, boys, it means we've made it. Here we are. We've got the the writer of the opening of Civ Four, which like iconic for me. I think for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I mean it's the first like, video game music score to win a Grammy. It's featured in the yeah. Guinness Book of World Records. In fact, because of that as well, it's been played at a peace negotiation in uh, I don't remember where it was, but some sort of uh, peace negotiation. And then people have been saying that it should be the anthem essentially for the United Nations. And it's an incredible uh, opportunity that that he's going to be on the show. Video Games Live, uh, Tommy Tallarico did like an amazing rendition of uh, of Baba Yatu. Uh, it's just great song, and then like Christopher Tins also done a lot of other stuff. Not just, he's not just that. Uh, and yeah, we're gonna talk about how music sort of defines the video game, right? It really makes the game. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a bunch, a bunch of other stuff too. So, but yeah, if you guys have questions that you want us to bring forward, uh, get them to us, um, and we'll we'll get them to him. That's uh, December seventeenth, I believe. You so, said, so we are we are pre. I'm going to say it now. We are pre-recording that podcast, and we are going to be airing it on the seventeenth. So, don't save your questions for when that goes live, because that's oh, not yeah, going yeah. to be a live podcast. We're going to not going to help you. We're going to be. It won't help putting you. <laughs> it live on Twitch, but it is not going to be a live podcast. So, get the questions in now, or else you're not going to get an opportunity to get it in. Uh, are we good? Are we wrap it up now? I think I think we're good. We gotta wrap it up, boy. Uh, we had so much to talk about today, and you know, and Van Bradley's not even here to defend his E, which he'll never get back. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Speaking good, of good show E, you should follow us on the Twitter. E, go oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, at the Sim Show, we post really, really good updates. If you're on our Twitter, you would have known that maybe we got Christopher Tin on our podcast because he literally said it on on Twitter that he was wanted to come on the show. So you should follow us on Twitter. We post good memes, we post good roasts, and all your information for the Civ Show and Civilization will be on Twitter. I actually want to add something. Our ultimate goal for the Civ Show podcast is to, I want to say this out loud so that we're held responsible for this, is to get Sid Meier as a guest on the podcast. We want Sid Meier to be in that fourth box right there 
And uh, that's the ultimate goal, because I know there's some connections maybe in here that can maybe get us into his ears. First you get the tin, then you get the Carl, then you get the Sid. It's how <laughs> yeah. it works, okay? Those are the, those are the stepping stones. Okay, okay. So Carl, you're next. Uh, speaking of next, uh, if you want the next step towards really getting to know the Civ Show community, check us out on our Discord. Uh, it is where we have a lot of our conversations throughout the week. We post all sorts of great combos on Civ, but also a bunch of, we talk about stuff that isn't Civ related whatsoever. Always a good laugh, very warm, welcoming community. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking us out on our Discord for that more intimate connection. And if you want to check out some of our other content, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, we do have a bunch of series going on right now. We have the Better Know Leader series, which, as you know from the news I just gave here, a lot of stuff's been going on in my life. I will get that series back on track, promise. Um, but the last one was Basil II from the Byzantium Empire. Um, Raising Reviews is also another segment we have on the YouTube official series. Got two episodes going on right now. Uh, Moy also does a bunch of videos as well. Um, he kind of has a more uh, freedom. It's not like a set uh, series that he has he does more topical videos for us um, and we also have a new series that just uh, kind of uh, was just published recently called Civ from Different Perspectives it's where the three of us all play the exact same game you get to see how much well, how we make our decisions or lack thereof of the decisions <laughs> when we make during the Not game um, and so that that's uh, another series that we're going to go it's really good I check it out it was it, uh, we we ran out of time today. We we did we were going to touch on it, so maybe we'll uh, we'll touch on it next time because yeah, it is it is really good. Take a look, thirty minutes that you'll not want back, but. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good and if you're watching this on youtube or listening to this on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcast hey we're live on twitch every thursday and sunday thursdays we're live with the podcast at 10 30 eastern time and on sundays we're live with the actual civ show at 7 p.m eastern time so give us a follow on twitch at the civ show uh until basically sunday we're gonna have special guest on spot tv again as far as i'm concerned i think so yeah i think so i think yeah. so and the game format's up in the air so we're not going to announce that but stay tuned on all of our social medias and you will know what the game will be before sunday but, but until, until sunday, the audience what they want three on one that's what they want they want us three <laughs> on on our spot it's not the first I don't time think us three game beats gonna prove anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's sign off. Have a good night. We'll see you on Sunday with OnSpot TV. Good night, everybody. Good night.